Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 10. If you counted all of them, that's 204 episodes of goodness and beer. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. Britt, we have survived Week 1 of 2021 NFL. Profitably, too, I might add. correct. Very correct. Profit was made. Step one, listen to let step one, do the metrics. Step two, listen to us. Step three, profit. That's it. Those are easy steps. Everyone should follow them, really. It's 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 funny because we completely whiffed on the two biggest value plays that we recommended last week, which were um Elijah Moore of the Jets and um what's his name? Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. The tight end we recommended, also a jet. Croft. Croft, Tyler Croft. Total whiffs, but if you use them and then use that money to buy the chalk, like, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins, you made money like we did. See, sometimes it's not about hitting the, it's not about hitting the perfect value person. It's about hitting a value person enough to get you to the promised land with somebody else. So a profitable week last week. I can already hear the people like, oh, but you're talking to use Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft sucks. Yep. But I saved $3,000 on Tyler Croft that allowed me to get an extra 20 points out of DeAndre Hopkins than you got when you did like 15 points by taking George Kittle. Congrats on your 15 points. I had 25 that I got off of my bonus play, and I passed you, and I took your money. Thanks so much for that, by the way. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, So, again, hitting the guys that nobody else predicts is great, but cashing is better. <laughs> this is true. This is And very one true. doesn't automatically lead to the other. It's not an automatic, it's not an automatic find value, you win money. If it were, we would have retired from doing this four years ago because <laughs> the metric would have made us millionaires already. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's about, it's about not only hitting the value, but getting value enough value out of your cheap people to afford the big people and, and making sure that the chalk hits. So like, and if you take the wrong chalk, I don't know, like Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Yeah. Call. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Let's go back and start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I have a beer that's in a bottle, so there's no sound effect. Uh, yeah, this me is too. called open the bottle. This is called Jade IPA. By okay. Foothills uh, Brewery, uh, our contributor Foothills Sean. Brewing. Our contributor Sean brought this back uh, for me. Oh, from North Carolina. North Carolina. It is a yep. it's a classic IPA. Uh, it's very it's very hoppy on the nose. It's not it's not as strong as like when you first taste it, Road to Ruin. So it's not a, you know it's nothing overwhelming, but it does have that hoppy, very hoppy tones to it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not. There's some light penetration. You can you can see my shadow of my finger through it. So we're gonna try mm-hmm. it right now. Let's see here. Okay. Well, he's trying that. I will reveal that I am having a beer tonight too. I have the Great Pumpkin by Elysian. It's an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's packed with pumpkin, roasted pumpkin seeds, and spiced with cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. Ooh, eight point four percent. That's uh. That's going to be an interesting night. All right, so what do you got over there? How do you, how'd, um, how'd you like it? Yeah, oh, so this is a um, 7.4%, and IBUs are 85. Uh, That's so, strong for an IBU. Well, it's an, it's an IPA, right? It's an IPA. Uh, okay, so, yeah, it, you you start drinking this. It starts to dry out your mouth. You definitely get that bite of the bitter hoppiness. Again, mm-hmm. it's not it's not overwhelming, uh, but it's if you like the hoppier side of IPAs, this is uh, this is very good. All right, so I just took a sip of mine. Oh, boy. This screams cinnamon. It's like they brewed a batch of beer, threw three pumpkin speeds in it, and said, that's officially a pumpkin beer. Give me a pound of cinnamon. <laughs> that It's strong. Strong cinnamon flavor. I don't dislike it because I love cinnamon. But if you didn't like cinnamon and nutmeg, you probably would not like the Elysian Grey Pumpkin. So no. They make good right. stuff, though. They make it so. They do. They're solid. I mean, they, they make that Dunkachino beer that you and my wife really it's like. It's really good. It's like an iced pumpkin coffee. Yeah, and it's it's sneaky good. Sneaky good. Like, you have three of those, and you're like, wow, this is just the most relaxing evening ever, and I, I don't even feel it. And then you just try to go to the bathroom, and you're laying on the ground. So, it's sneaky good. 
Um, all right, let's move on because we're we're we're, we're trying to uh, conserve a little time tonight. I, I got too long winded last week. Let's go straight to um to burning hot takes, and I'm gonna just jump in and okay. give this week. Sure. Uh, we actually this today's first question comes from a uh, mutual friend of ours. Oh. In the um in the uh, streaming industry. Mm-hmm. Um, our, if you're if you're familiar with my work on Twitch. I do a stream under the name Howard Moon. I play video games. And one of the guys who supports us a great deal, and, and Sin has had, uh, Craig, who I post under the name Sin, um, has had conversations with this. a gentleman named Bofer. Oh, wow. He is a well-known Hearthstone Twitch streamer. And today he asked me a question, and I thought it appropriate to bring it to you. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> today, Coach Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns uh-huh. ruled out Odell Beckham Jr. from playing this weekend against the Texans. Okay. Bofer is in a league with other streamers on Twitch. Okay. And his question for us was, is Odell ever going to be healthy to be viable in fantasy football again? Um, it was a game-time decision in week one. He's already been ruled out for week two. He's probably sitting on Bofer's roster right now. For all of our friends, Bofer included, who are, have Odell Beckham Jr. taking up space on a roster. Wow. <laughs> can, okay, can we well, count on him? Okay, so in DFS, everyone is a maybe because it's week to week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Long term, uh, I really don't know. Like, it really depends how deep your bench is. They seem to really like Schwartz. That was his name, right? Schwartz, the replacement. Schwartz. Uh, re- Peoples-Jones is another one. They're uh, so very they, deep. They, yeah, they spread the ball around, so I don't... I honestly, after watching them since Odell's been there, I can't, I think they're actually better when Odell is not playing. <laughs> and they have two pass-catching tight ends in Njoku and Hooper. Yeah, and Both Hooper, Hooper didn't do... I don't think Hooper did anything against the Chiefs. No, but Njoku had a decent day against the Chiefs. He had a he couple... Did. He only had like three catches, but he had like 50 or 60 yards because so, they were decent runs. So, I mean, if you're... If you need some, like, if you're hurting at receiver and you have him on your bench, I would definitely, I mean, if you want to give it another week, maybe and see if he plays week three, mm-hmm. but I would consider dropping him if you need someone, like, in a flex spot. I don't think you can rely on him. If you're, if, and, and Bofer is a Browns fan, too, so if you're approaching this, yeah, if you're approaching this from a, a fandom's perspective, calm down. Cleveland <laughs> is not bad. You guys are very deep, but from a fantasy perspective, you're probably going to need to keep a, a, you're going to need to have backup plans for Odell every week until he plays two or three consecutive weeks. You need to have backup plans every week. Right. So, all right. Good answer. What do you got for me? Uh, So for me, this first week, uh, I just want to know, was there anything that surprised you in week one that was like, oh my God, how did that just happen? Uh, yeah, one huge thing surprised me, and it was how badly Green Bay was manhandled by New Orleans. It, it was essentially a neutral site game because of they were playing the in, uh, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, right? Yep, yep. Uh, it was essentially a neutral site game with a team that we've all, in one way, shape, or form, downgraded. I know you didn't downgrade Kamara, but I know all of us approached Kamara with just an extra ounce of like, I don't know, because it was a quarterback change. Mm-hmm. All of us approach it, not only that they won that game, but that Green Bay was manhandled. Manhandled. Like yeah. like the ghost of Drew Brees just put his <laughs> hand on the forehead of Aaron Rodgers and went, sit down, son. <laughs> that was what shocked me this week. But here's the thing. And somebody said, I think it might have been Mike Clay said it today on, on Sirius XM. The best remedy for a, a bad loss is a game against Detroit, and that's what Green Bay oh, gets. Oh, sad, sad, but <laughs> most likely true. That's true. I know Teddy Seb- Bridgewater, um, not Teddy Bridgewater, um, off. No, no, no. A quarterback in Jameis Winston. Sorry. Yeah, Jameis. Okay, I was just sure if you were talking about Detroit. You no, know, Jameis Winston. He passed for I think it was 178 yards and five touchdowns. That's yeah. in, that's insane. And, and it, what really, does it, tell you? it really shows with Aaron Rodgers not being at OTAs in the offseason. Like, 
I know I know we always say you shouldn't look at preseason games, but like the stuff that they do before preseason games, they get all their timing down and rhythm and practice, not in preseason yes. games. And it really yeah, showed it really showed. Um, but I also found out this other interesting stat after a loss, Aaron Rodgers is six and zero. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> and and half of those, I, I would be sh- I would be interested to know how many of those six wins came against Detroit because I bet you at least one or two of them did. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> don't my my big thing with the preseason is don't overreact. Byron Pringle was getting targeted like crazy in the preseason. That's great. That does not make Byron Pringle a must draft. Right. That's but you're right in terms of timing and readiness. New Orleans looked better than Green Bay, and that shocked me. What shocked you this week? Uh, there, there was that, and then the, the Falcons. Just I don't know what the Falcons are anymore. Like I can they, tell you, in a word, they seem bad. like a lost team. Yep. And again, I still blame Sitch, Cinch for the Super Bowl loss because that's when this started. But they, they just did not look. And we good. we were all uh, in the off season. We were all on the Matt Ryan. Revenge Tour bandwagon. Matt yeah. Ryan was going to step up and show that he was a quarterback that could survive without Julio, and we might be wrong on that. Yep. I I, I don't I don't want to overreact, which is going to be my next question to you is about overreactions, but I, it, based on what I saw, I'm not confident that the 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 Matt Ryan led Falcons go anywhere other than a different quarterback. You know, I mean that team looks bad enough to be a top three draft pick next year. It does, and the other quick, other quick thing that was shocked me was the Titans. Titans but, did. But why? Why does that shock you? But you know why it shocks me? You know why it shocks me is because everyone was like, "Oh my god, they got Julio Jones. They have Derrick Henry. Julio Jones. Their coach is mad at Julio Jones for getting a personal penalty, personal foul, yeah, personal okay. penalty against him to cost him fifteen yards. Derrick Henry. They were like within what the within the ten yard line or a five-yard line, and he got stopped three times in a row. Like, the Titans, I don't know. It's like some day, some weeks they look unstoppable, and other times they, they look like a Pop Warner team. I don't know. This should not be shocking. The entire offseason, you and I said, well, at least I said it, and you kind of agree with me, so you, you, you need to I take did. some credit here. Ryan Tannehill is still just Ryan Tannehill. He came off the bench two years ago and led them to the AFC Championship. He's got Derrick Henry. He made a star out of A.J. Brown. He made Jonu Smith desirable to the Patriots. He did all these things. Mm-hmm. But he's still Ryan Tannehill. And he's that does not... I, I've never been on the Ryan Tannehill train, which is terrible because I have him in two leagues. <laughs> I have shares of Ryan Tannehill because there just came a point where it was like Ryan Tannehill or Jordan Love. Well, I'll take Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> you know. So, but we've never been super huge on him, and this is why. This is yeah. why. I think Tennessee is really, really bad. I think they are a one-player team, and that one player is named Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what I think. That's what I think. Now watch them go 15 and one and prove me wrong, <laughs> but more power to them. If they can, I don't think they can. Yeah, I, no, don't think I, they can. I, I agree. If you, if they figure out how to stop Derrick Henry, then that kind of shuts their entire offense down. Yes. Derrick Henry. I, I honestly believe Derrick Henry is their offense. And I know a lot of people disagree with that. That's fair. I'm right. You're not. That's the end of that. So, <laughs> all right. Third and final question, really yeah. quick. Okay. You just asked me about the most surprising thing in week one. What is the one thing that happened in week one that fantasy owners are just going to overreact to? Hmm. There's all overreaction after week one is like, is like Christmas for fantasy players. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> let's see, probably... Probably the Elijah Moore hype, possibly. Elijah Moore. I saw Elijah Moore in the ACI Alumni League go for $44. <laughs> because I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe he's going to be spectacular. We don't know. Like, this happens all the time when, like, somebody gets hurt. I put in a bid on Elijah Moore in the ACI Alumni for $9. <laughs> we have a $100 cap. Somebody won him at 44 and that dude immediately, and I won't use his name, immediately went on a victory lap. 
how this was the biggest acquisition and you go big or you go home. Yep. And that's when somebody immediately pointed out to him, Jeff Wilson comes back in six weeks and Trey Sermon is still a thing. Get ready to go home. Yep. Because right now a bit of $45. I'm sorry. That's, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not more. My bad. My bad. It's my Mitchell. Mitchell. Not more. Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. Elijah Moore is a guy in the Jets. Mitchell. That's a whole nother story. I got I got to tell you about the Mitchell thing in a minute. Um, the Elijah Mitchell thing. So that's what we're talking about here. He bid $44 and he was doing his victory lap. Well, here's the victory lap I'm taking. I spent $0 on him. And now I know for a fact that any bid of $56 or more takes you out of the running <laughs> for, for the next free agent I need to pick up. Yep. So everybody likes to do this. Oh, you got to spend your fab budget. You can't save fab. I don't agree with that. You have to be judicious in fab. Now, sometimes there is a reason to go $70, $80. I know one league, a dude paid $81 of a $100 fab budget to get Elijah Mitchell this week. Damn. Is he wrong? No. Is he easily beatable three weeks from now when somebody he, like when his starting running back goes down? And the backup becomes available. Yeah, he's screwed. <laughs> he's got nineteen dollars left to work with, and I've got a hundred. I can easily bet twenty to make sure he doesn't get his own handcuff. Easily. People forget Jeff Wilson is not a great running back, but Jeff Wilson, every time there's a death on the Niners, and can we talk about how there's some sort of gypsy curse <laughs> on the Niners? Say that, this, <laughs> on Niners running backs every year. Raheem Mostert going down for the year was the least surprising thing that happened in week one. Sadly, yes. Every year, it is just it is like it is just a clock ticking until a running back on the Niners goes down for the year. Every year. All the way back to Garrison Hurst. <laughs> Go back 20 plus years. This has been a continuous problem. So it's the least shocking thing. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah, for me, so Elijah Mitchell for you was the leash was was the overreaction. The overreaction on my end is everyone is picking up freaking Mark Ingram. Oh yeah, there's the Mark Ingram train. The Mark Ingram train is not a train. <laughs> the Mark Ingram train, if you if you're from the New York area, there's a subway that runs from Times Square to Grand Central. It's literally a two minute ride because it's like six blocks. But it helps eliminate foot traffic between Times Square and the subway. It's a shuttle. Mark Ingram <laughs> is a shuttle at this point in his career. You just paid for a shuttle. And by the way, that shuttle costs the exact same amount if you're going into the subway system as it does if you're going into from a subway that takes you from one side of New York to another. It's like the same $4. You just overpaid for a walk that unless it's raining... You could have made in the same amount of time because it's literally a two-car train that drives three minutes, unloads everybody, reloads, stands there for 10 minutes, and then drives back. And in that 10 minutes it's waiting to fill, you could have walked the distance. Yes, for free. That's that's <laughs> for free. That's 2021 Mark Ingram. And that comes from a guy who loves Mark Ingram, who has drafted him every year up to this point for like the last decade. Yeah, you've okay? always managed to have him somewhere. I have zero shares of him this year. Zero. Zero shares. And you know why? Because I'm not paying $4 for the shuttle ride. I will walk <laughs> the six blocks. I will walk the six blocks, and when you get off that train, I'll have already gotten myself a pretzel and a coffee, and I'll be waiting for your ass. <laughs> so there it is. Here's your overreactions. Oh, my God, we burned 20 minutes already. Damn. All right, let's get to the metric. Okay. So, like I said, profitable week last week, not because our, our values hit, but because our values were so valuable that they got us money to do other things. So I went back to the metric and I said, listen, last week you gave me 12 quarterbacks to choose from. And the metric looked at me and went, okay, listen, I'm not going to give you 12 quarterbacks at the value line. And I said, thank you. He goes, I've got 22. No joke. I have 22 quarterbacks that are three X or better this week. Damn. Virtually every starter that's named, not named Zach Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Ben Loethisberger, or Kyler Murray is value. Well, wait a minute. Lamar and Kyler are good. Yep, but they're priced up. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's 8000 So we have two guys. <laughs> yeah. We have two guys above the mythical 4X line. 
And that's where I'm focusing this week. And those guys are Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott. Ironically enough, playing each other. <laughs> right? That's true. Oh, I also skipped America's Favorite Game, didn't I? You did. We'll have to go back to that if we have time. All right. We'll have to go back to that if we have time. I don't even know if we're going to have time today for America's Favorite Game, which is, which is sad. But we'll see what we can do. You know what? You know what? Let's just skip yep. America's Favorite Game this week, give you a week off. From, All right. From getting embarrassed I know. by by my <laughs> terrible terrible things. I'm looking up the I didn't I didn't even pull up the lines yet. Oh. Let me go here. Uh sporting news. Let's use theirs. They have a like a okay. So so the best two quarterbacks according to the metric are in the same game. It's Dallas and it's uh LA. Where is it? I'm looking for that game. I want over-unders. Why? I don't want to see the spread. Here we go. Over-unders. Where is Dallas and L.A.? Cowboys at Chargers is a 55 and a half. Damn. I mean, I could, I could see that having the potential to be a shootout, possibly. And, and you know what? Those quarterbacks, uh, Dak is 6,800 and Herbert is 6,700. They're both going to put up at least 27 points. At least. More than likely. I would say their their ceiling is probably closer to 30. 25 to 30 points is absolutely possible there. So those are my picks. If you had to use one, would you take Herbert or would you take Dak? And then who do you like this week? Um, out of those two, I would take Herbert. I know you're not big on the Chargers this year, but I just I feel like at any time the the Cowboys are can like break like all of them physically. <laughs> so fair. Um, I would fair. take Herbert. Um, I do for a little bit cheaper. A little bit cheaper. Aaron Rodgers is sixty six and he's playing the Lions. So you're not all right, so you're not scared away by last week's performance. I'm not. I'm not. There you go. If you need to go ultra ultra cheap, Teddy Bridgewater is only fifty four hundred. Playing Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. Weather's gonna be nice, maybe. <laughs> but he's he's probably reliable for eighteen to twenty points, and that puts him in value because he's only fifty four hundred. So I'm going to probably take a lot of shares of Dak this week, honestly, because I think Dak, I, I was impressed with the Cowboys. I was impressed. So uh, just to ruin the rest of America's favorite game, the other high a high of the week are uh, Chiefs at Ravens is a 55 and a half. Uh, Titans at Seahawks is a 53 and a half. Give me the under in that. I don't think Titans at Seahawks is going to 53 and a half. Falcons at Tampa is 51 and a half. I'll take the under in that. And Vikings at Cardinals is a 51. Really? Cardinals lit. Oh, my God. The Cardinals look so good. They do. They, the finally, look, they finally look like the team that everyone thought they were going to be three years ago. <laughs> I'm always a year behind the trend. Didn't Last year, wasn't <laughs> I screaming about how good Kyler Murray was? Like, were. Oh, oh, Kyler Murray. Oh, my God. Kyler Murray. A year later, I'm freaking right. I'm always a year <laughs> off. I'm like, Kyler Murray's having I'm always. I was a year early on Kyler Murray. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that game's going to be big, too. I would take the over there. Uh, Niners at Eagles is a 50-and-a-half. I would just steer clear of that because, again, those are two teams that could score 25 each or, or, of course, score three each. You have no idea. So, But there's several games. So Chiefs at Ravens and Cowboys at Chargers have the highest over-unders. They're probably where you should be targeting. Games to avoid, Giants at Washington is a 41-and-a-half. If you need someone to tell you not to take people in that game for DFS— then you probably should be listening to us because that's kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, the next lowest <laughs> is Patriots at Jets. Again, really obvious. The, the easy plays this week are the easy plays, and the easy avoids are the easy avoids. So, all right, back to the metric. Let's talk about running backs. Okay. So I said to the, I said to the metric, give me a name. And they said, I got somebody at 3X. I said, great. Are they cheap? And he went, no. Oh, and he said, Nick Chubb. I got Nick Chubb for 25 points, and he's only going to cost you 7,800. I'm like, only 7,800. <laughs> so now I've spent 15 grand between my quarterback and my running back to get value. And the metric was like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, who's the next best thing? And he said, well, Javante Williams, I got him at 4,400, and I got him for about 13 points. All right, that's the next best thing. So I am going to use, I'm going to probably use the Chubb Javante Williams combo pretty liberally that's how i'm gonna balance this out i, I got if i'm gonna pay up for nick chubb i gotta balance it somewhere so i'll use javante williams to balance it and i'll use chubb and williams in a lot of lineups craig who do you like this week at running back 
Um, you know, I do like Chubb because uh, he's playing Houston. And then, you know, like you said, he is expensive. So you are going to balance that out either at your running back or you're going to have to take two really cheap receivers. So you're going to have to really figure out what you want to do. I think mm-hmm. Javante Williams is going to have a good year. And, you know, he's playing, again, playing Jacksonville. Not that great of a defense. He could he could have a really good game. And then Chase Edmonds, he's at 4,900. 4,900. He's probably good for 16 points. That's, I think that's, that's a value. safe bet. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet if you're looking for in a cash game. Why Why is my formula say that's not value? 16 divided by 4.9 is more than 3. That's like 3.1. <laughs> is my formula off? Is that why no <laughs> one's at value this week? Is because the freaking formulas <laughs> and the metric are off? We'll have to argue with Excel. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm, we'll do it live. <laughs> 16 divided by 4.9 mm-hmm. no no that's that's equals that's a formula you dumbass <laughs> that's 3.26 chase edmonds in the value line oh well there you why is it. it showing why is it showing me that he's not the math there's oh god there's something wrong with our formulas oh, oh no. my god don't say that on air why did that out right we can do that in post <laughs> There was a great, there was a great, I have to send you this movie sometime. There was a great Riff Tracks Live where the special effects were so bad that one of the commentators just went, we're going to edit this in post, right? And another guy went, what the hell's post? <laughs> it, just, it was that bad. It was, oh my God, it was the worst CGI I've ever seen. It was like so obvious CGI. It wasn't even funny, but that's beside the point. Okay, there appears to be an error in my formula, so we kind of have to pay attention to the numbers this week. That's okay. Stuff happens. So Chase Edmonds might be a value play then because at 4,900, I've got him pegged for 16 points. That's just over 3X. Do I want to use Chase Edmonds instead of Javante Williams? I mean, you can. You're going to have to really just – you may have to go light on receiver or tight end possibly, depending. That's $500 I need to save somewhere else. Right. But that's doable, right? I mean, that's not insane. Oh, and the quick aside. Sure. So for those who don't know, there's been more states that are allowing sports gambling uh, this year. So, and, you know, it involves FanDuel and uh, DraftKings. So yeah. our state, it's going to be legal next month. So there's all kinds of commercials on for DraftKings and FanDuel. Oh, my Can God. Can I just say, for someone who's been using FanDuel since it's been around, the lineup that they show you on that commercial it is impossible for you to ever do that lineup. Yeah, you can't afford it. <laughs> There's no way to do it. So don't you think, oh my it. God, the commercial is trying to tell me something. You can't do it. You phys- you cannot afford the players that they show on that commercial. Yeah. This is easy. They like show you Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill, and Amari Cooper as your, your basic. That's okay. On any given week, that's sixty thousand dollars worth of players right there. When you already have a fifty thousand cap, and you don't even have a tight end, a flex, or a defense yet. Exactly. And breaking news: they ain't free. <laughs> nope. What drives me nuts about those commercials is the "come play with us" at promotions they run. Like I saw one today. It was like, bet ten dollars on any parlay, and it's absolutely free. If you lose, you get your ten dollars back. Go ahead and pause your DVR at that point and read the fine print. Yes, they take your $10 and apply it to the bet. If you lose, you get a $10 site credit. That's not actual money. That's a site credit. All they're basically doing is getting you a second chance to make your money back. (laughs) Yeah, they're just giving you a free ticket worth $10. It's a free ticket so you think to yourself i'm gonna open FanDuel and chuck chuck ten dollars at i'm gonna put the weirdest parlay of all time because if it comes out i win seven hundred dollars and if it doesn't well they're gonna give me my ten dollars back no they're not <laughs> they're gonna put your ten dollars in the in site credit into your account and if you try to withdraw it they're gonna tell you well you have to bet it like four times over before you can withdraw it again exactly so even if you hit <laughs> your obscene so say second chance you go and you play a smarter parlay and you win like 75 bucks. Now your account says you have $85, the 10 plus the 75. You can still only withdraw the 75. <laughs> exactly. So that bet isn't free. You Make sure you read the fine print on these things. 
free things don't require for you to pay for them in advance and get a rebate. This is not like buying a vacuum cleaner at Kohl's. Exactly. This is sports betting. And people yeah. are just like, I was like, like what the opening night was like, we'll give you 73 points on Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. Yep. Read the fine print. The payoff is in site credit. Oh, so I'm going to bet $5 on Tampa Bay and I'll win $25. You win $25 in site credit. Go ahead and try to withdraw that $25. It's like, I yeah, it's like when you, you go to an amusement park and you get tokens that are only good there. Yes. <laughs> I dare you to withdraw that $25 after you win because it was a, it was a sure bet. <laughs> no, they want, what they want is you to give them $5, bet the sure bet, win $25 into your account that you can't withdraw so that you make a $25 bet the next week and lose. And then you're like, oh, I can bet again. I'll just put more money in and bet again. <laughs> and even if you're smart enough at that point to say this isn't worth it, they've already stolen $5 of your money. <laughs> the $5 you gave them to start the whole process is gone. Make yep. smart decisions when you wager, folks. <laughs> the house doesn't lose. That The house always wins didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> It's, I swear to God, there's a verse in the Bible somewhere, and yay, Jesus said unto them, the house always wins. Amen. <laughs> it's in there somewhere, folks. It's older than time. Don't. It, <laughs> does it mean you can't win betting sports? No. It means you if you play smart and you do the right thing, sure, you can possibly win money. But first off, never expect to win. No. And secondly, <laughs> always approach it as if I'm going to lose. Every week, when I put on my DFS stuff, I look at it, it says you have X number of dollars wagered. Before I even consider putting in another pool, I say to myself, "Can I lose that extra ten bucks? Can I lose that extra fifty bucks? Can I lose that extra hundred bucks?" If the answer is no, I can't, or I'll be upset when I do. I don't bet it. Right. Don't <clears throat> bet it. What's the old expression we used to use? This: take all the money in your wallet, take the deed to your house, put the deed to your house away. Right. Then bet. Exactly. All right, I'm done with. I'm, I'm done with. I, it's fine. Here, here, here's, it here's to be how said. we save time. It did need to be said. Here's how we save time on this podcast by wasting it lecturing you on the evils of gambling. <laughs> so now let's talk about wide receiver values. <laughs> wide receiver values. There are none. Take Tyree Kill. The end. Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tyree Actually, that's Kill. not. Well, that's not entirely true. Keenan Allen, I believe. I'm looking again at my math. Keenan Allen appears to be above the value line. Darnell Mooney is above the value line. Terrace, Terrace Marshall Jr.? Who the frick is that? He's on Carolina. Byron Edwards. Yeah, there's definitely a math issue here. I'm looking at these numbers right now, and I'm realizing that 3 times 3 is not 12. Um, not, so, not in this state. No. So we do have some more, some more value plays than I had indicated on the spreadsheet I sent to you. So Keenan Allen's an option. And again, that's supposed to be high scoring, right? Right. That's a high scoring game. Tyreek Hill, it's going to cost you 8400 but it's a high-scoring game. I think there's there's value to be had there. There's definitely value to be had there. Who, who do you like this week at wide receiver? So so in, if I'm going down, I'm going with Darnell Mooney and Terrace Marshall Jr. I might put some money on Brian, uh, Brian Edwards. I don't know. We, we saw stuff late out of him the other night, but nah, I'll probably wait another week or two to see if it, it pans out. But I, you know, don't be shocked if you see a lot of Tyree Kill and Darnell Mooney comboed in my uh, my pools this week. And if I use Keenan Allen, I'm absolutely stacking him with Justin Herbert. So, who do you like this week? Right. So if I want to go expensive, I would look to Tyree Kill or Devonte Ad- at Devonte Adams if I'm going to use Rogers because I also like stacking. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the cheaper uh, plays, I'm going to say if you want to use Jamar Chase, now's the time to do it because his salary is just going to keep going up because right now he's 5000 uh, Another person to look at for me would be Cortland Sutton because he's 5200 and Jerry Judy is injured. So, Oh, my God. That was brutal to watch. Yeah, that was his ankle faced the wrong way. Craig was here when that happened. Oh my God. I just re-ran the numbers on wide receivers. Now everyone's in value. I think I screwed it up the other way. <laughs> I've got like 11 people at, at three X. Uh, all right. So let me just go run down the list. Tyree kill Keenan Allen, Darnell Mooney, Brian Edwards, Terrace Marshall, Jr. Jamar chase. I have at 3.1. 
Marvin Jones, Rondale Moore. I liked what I saw out of Rondale Moore. He was another value play I used last week, and I liked that a lot. Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, even though he's 8,300, if if Aaron Rodgers goes off, it's going to be the Adams. Marquez Calloway and Jalen Rager. I am not using Jalen Rager. Can we just have that conversation right now really <laughs> you're quick? Not, you're not the end. <laughs> no. Under no circumstances. I would use Marquez Calloway all day long before I would use Jalen Rager. All day. All day. Oh, my God. I feel so – I feel terrible that my formulas are off now. I have no idea how this happened. But I'm really embarrassed. i got to go back and rerun the running backs really quick. This is not going to be the episode where we save save time. I'm just telling you. All right. We'll do that next week. <laughs> next week, it's going to be a 15-minute episode. <laughs> Hi, I'm Britt. I'm Craig. Good night. <laughs> you know, I might oh, just have quick, to – just... um, While you're doing that, quick thing about yeah. the Cowboys and uh, Chargers – uh, the defensive end for the Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence, broke his foot in practice. So, you want to lean? Does on that some... really affect anything? Uh, I think it affects it affects Herbert and Eckler. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, I'm rerunning the running back numbers. Oh my God, I've got four running backs in All value. All right, let's oh. hear them. Nick Chubb and Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, AJ Dillon. Ah, really? AJ, oh my hmm. God. Do I really want to go back and run quarterbacks again? We already let's, have 12 of them. All right, let's I'm do it. I'm scared. Do it. I'm scared. I the, don't want to. The button must be pushed. <laughs> the button must be. <laughs> if you've ever watched my stream, you know exactly what that means. And if you haven't watched my stream, then you should come. Oh my God. Everyone's at 3X. <laughs> okay. Of the starting quarterbacks, not at 3X. It's Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trevor Lawrence, Andy Dalton, and Justin Fields. And he's not, not even a starter. In, so not in value. Not. Kirk Cousins, Garoppolo, Lawrence, and Dalton. Avoid them. Everyone else is at 3X. Unbelievable. I have no idea how this all got foobarred. But Justin Herbert's even a stronger value now than Dak Prescott. I have no idea how my formulas got screwed up in this spreadsheet. Ah, it's yelling at me. Okay, let's move on to tight ends. Let's let's. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna update this live, so I can tell you who the value tight ends are accurately. Okay. Oh my god! I. All right, two value tight ends, and I just reran the numbers, so I'm okay. confident. All right. Tyler Higby mm-hmm. at 4100, Rams mm-hmm. at Colts, and Adam Troutman, 3000. He's going to score 9.3 in my estimation uh, for New Orleans. Higby and Troutman, you had to like what you saw out of Higby last week, right? Oh, I Frickin did. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford looks man. like he's still looks got like it. a man reborn. Yeah, he, he looks like a, he has a lot of weapons now. He has a quarterback coach. He's he's like he's, 25 years old out there again. Yep. He's having fun. Oh, you know what? We we didn't bring this up during overreaction period, but. One of the overreactions I'm seeing, yeah. Bobby Woods is done. All they did was throw to Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. You got to trade Robert Woods. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stafford is Stafford is not Aaron Rodgers. Because he favored Cup one game does not mean that Bobby Trees is done. No. And somebody, and I think it was um, Jeff Ratcliffe pointed this out today on SiriusXM. So don't panic sell on Bobby Woods. No, God, no. If you do, then, you know, trade him to me. Cheap. That's right, because <laughs> I'll take him. Stafford had four pass attempts inside the 10-yard line last week. He targeted Higby once, he tar- targeted Cup once, and he targeted Woods twice. Woods had the best corner on who, who the hell they were playing. I don't even remember who they were playing. I'm drawing a blank on this. Who did the Rams um... play last week? They played a team. Yeah. Their best corner was on Bobby Woods. He shadowed him the entire game. Stafford is not stupid. Oh, they played the Bears. The Bears. In short yardage situations, he will not force the ball. He will chuck it downfield expecting that you're going to outrun the defender and get it. And that there's a lot of pickoffs that happen that way. But in short yardage situations, he is not sloppy with the ball. That is... If he's targeting Woods in the end zone, 
then there's a reason. And if he's not targeting him, then there's a reason for that too. Patience on Robert Woods. So this week, I am going to have a ton of shares of Tyler Higbee. I am going to be all in on Tyler Higbee at, at 4,100. All in. Because Noah Fant is more expensive. George Kittle is over 6K. That's a lot. Kelsey is literally 8,500. He's twice that. Uh, you can't. I mean, you could do that. Then you're going to have nobody at receiving. But you could, if you know, if you really wanted. <laughs> so who do you like at tight end this week? Uh, you know, early on, people who are getting hot, their sellers are still lower. So now is the time to use Tyler Higby because he's 4,100. Uh, Adam, Can I just point out? Yeah. Go ahead. No, no go I was, was going to say Adam Troutman also definitely on the way up in tight ends, and he's only 3,000, so yeah. also a good time to use him. I just want to point out that our good friend Darren Waller, two years ago when we first started using him at this point, he was like $4,000. He is 7,600 this week. That's right. We raised the salary. Hope he's happy. <laughs> we were right. We, we were right about Darren Waller. From the get-go. The yeah. metric was right about Darren Waller. <laughs> Week one, I had to look up who Darren Waller was. <laughs> and now everyone knows who Darren Waller is. Because my model said Darren Waller's going to have a big day, and I went, who the hell is Darren Waller? <laughs> and now he was the second or third tight end drafted in everyone's fantasy draft this year. Yes. yes. All right, let's run the defense numbers really quick because I'm an idiot, and I really feel really terrible about this. All right, great news. There are no values at defense this week. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> the highest value option is Minnesota at Arizona. I don't buy that for uh, my life. No, no. <laughs> my model says they're going to score six points fantasy-wise against Arizona. I doubt that. I really think that's going to be a negative score. Uh, the next option is Miami uh, hosting Buffalo. Don't buy that either. Uh, Philly, San Francisco. Nope. Don't buy it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend $3,100. I'm going to take the saints at Carolina. I'll take the saints. I, I think they could score six points. It's not quite value, but, um, yeah, well, it's, ba- it's barely two X, but it's the best option. Like the next team down I have is Colts, Colts, uh, versus the, the, the Raiders, uh, uh the Colts versus the Rams. Colts versus is the it Rams. Colts Rams. Yeah. I wouldn't take any, I wouldn't take a defense against the Rams. Not the next now, one is no. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh uh, at, in Vegas. I wouldn't take a defense against Vegas. At <laughs> Not home. after what we saw with Vegas or, uh, you know, to the other night. Vegas looked better than I thought they would, but I think it's short-lived. Could be. I don't think Vegas. But I'm looking at the rest of these games. So uh, Chargers, Dallas, no. Browns, Houston? Uh... I'd take the Browns. The problem is they're 3,500. So Pricey. would you take – so let me let me put it to you this way. In either or. Would you take the Saints defense at Carolina, or would you rather have the Browns hosting Houston? Uh, I would take the Saints only for money purposes, really. Four hundred—that's four hundred dollars at this point. Four hundred dollars is a lot. <laughs> this week, that is a lot like of you, money. If you really want to spend, like, you know, like look at Denver would be an amazing defense to take, but they're thirty-eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I so so. My, I, first off, I'll apologize that I had to do these numbers on the fly um, just because my, my, my uh, formula appears to be corrupted. But there's, there's some value out there, but it looks like your best value potential in a lot of positions is chalky. It's Herbert and Prescott at quarterback. It's Nick Chubb at running back. It's Tyree Kill and Keenan Allen at wide receiver. It's Tyler Higby, who's not quite chalk. Um, at tight end. And so you can't really afford, you need that $400. There's a strong chance you need that $400. You can't afford to pay up for the Browns just because they're playing Houston. Right. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Well, hey, the good news is, even though I screwed this up and we got it corrected, which is good. We're good. We did, and I screwed up America's favorite game. I apologize for that. We will definitely have America's favorite game coming back. You know what? I'm going to issue you a challenge. Okay. All right. All right. Let's Next have... week, I want you to look up the lines. Oh, we're going to reverse it. All right. Nice. And I will play America's favorite <laughs> nice. game for the first time in three years. And then America can mock me 
when I get it wrong. Awesome. We can do that. I, I think that's a great idea. I would love that's to do that. Idea. Let's do that. We should do it. Let's do that. <clears throat> uh, but you know what? We're, we're just about out of time. So we did make up the time that we lost, even though I ranted on how you shouldn't just bet your house <laughs> because DraftKings is offering you and a free bet or FanDuel. <laughs> and I told you who to bet on. I just, it's, it's, the, it's all the sports book stuff now. The DFS yeah. stuff has been legal in Connecticut for f- over five years. Yeah. I mean, three years ago when they were talking about legislation to restrict it, Craig and I were having nervous drinks at the bar. <laughs> like, is our podcast going to go down the tubes? Because it's only two years in and they're talking about restricting shit. And it yeah. didn't happen. But, you know, I mean, sportsbook stuff, I mean, maybe I don't foresee this podcast becoming anything sportsbooky, but. Do we do we do we bring in some of our contributors to start? Oh my God! I just had a vision in my mind as I was formulating that sentence to say, do we bring in any contributors to consider doing that? I just had a picture in my mind of the Cinch and Sean sitting around mics, talking for <laughs> six hours nonstop about Minnesota at Arizona and the line. I mean, we could do, we could definitely do a test episode. We can do a pilot. <laughs> we could do a pilot. That would be. But listen, listen. Our data cap is real. We're going to have to create a separate account for that. I am not <laughs> losing our time here so that Sean can debate whether or not the third string running back impacts the game. Oh, because I, I've already gotten vision of it. So before really quick, before we go to final thoughts, did you watch any of the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning uh, special no, mega cast? I, I missed that. I've seen clips, but I did not watch it live. I didn't watch it live either, but I saw the clip. Did you see the clip where Peyton Manning was showing the audience how signals are called in the huddle? I didn't see that clip. So he gets up off the couch. He takes the Raiders helmet off of the table. Okay. And puts it on his head like a hat because it doesn't fit on his head. Okay. And at the same time that Lamar Jackson is in the huddle... He starts calling signals like he used to do in the huddle. So he's just making up a play name as he goes, like left, right, Omaha, 35, double hitch. And he points out that the amount of time that Lamar is in the huddle clearly indicates that he's calling two plays because they're in that huddle for so long. And Lamar's talking the whole time that he's clearly calling two plays in case he needs to check down based on the defense, right? Oh. And it was really interesting to see <laughs> because we don't get to see that part, right? We don't hear what goes on in the huddle. Right. But he was showing, here's how a play is called in the huddle. And the fact that he talked that long, he stands up, he takes the helmet off. He goes, I have to take that off. My head is too big. But that shows you how <laughs> he's definitely calling two plays. And out of complete silence, you hear Eli through whatever simulcast they're using going, I'm shocked your your head is too big for that helmet. <laughs> And it was hysterical. It was both insightful and funny at the same time. Epic. It was all. I will absolutely be watching that going forward. No question. No question. So on to final thoughts that I'm going to use that as my final thought. If you have not had a chance to see the mega cast that ESPN is doing, if they they're going to be doing it every week at a boring part of the game on Monday night, switch to ESPN two. Watch Eli Manning and Peyton Manning watching a game virtually together where two quarterbacks who understand the game and have experienced the game on a level that we can't understand because we haven't played it the way they have explain to us how things are working, because that was really insightful to me. It's not like so literally Lamar is going into the huddle and going, here's play one. Here's play two. If I check down, go get them. And we wouldn't know that. Until he sits there and goes, you see how long he's taking? That means he's calling two plays. That was fantastic for me. So my advice is to make sure you watch that. Craig, what's your final thought this week? Uh, My final thought is I'm just going to stick with what you mentioned before and go with the week one overreaction knee-jerk things. Don't trade away your whole team for something you're going to regret in two weeks. So the first three weeks of fantasy is always uh, iffy, kind of rough waters. So... Don't don't sell your whole team off if you lost. <laughs> Patience. Patience. React. Don't overreact. 
I had to cut Sony Michelle in one of my leagues this week because I needed to pick up somebody. I can't even remember who or why, but I'm, Sony Michelle is now all of a sudden available in like 40% of all leagues because he because Daryl Henderson was the workhorse that and Sony Michelle didn't do anything that people were oh Sony Michelle went to the ramp. He just got there. He literally has had the playbook for 10 days. Yeah. Tell tell me about a book that you completely read, understood, and was able to implement on a professional level in under ten days. <laughs> Don't overreact, folks. Don't overreact. Don't week one is not the same as week seventeen. Does that mean you have to hold Sony Michelle? No, but you have to be patient. If it's week seven and Sony Michelle's entire season is four rushes for twelve yards, then cut him. Right. <laughs> but don't cut him after he. What happens if Daryl Henderson goes down? Henderson's been hurt before. Yeah, I mean he hurt his hand before, so. <laughs> Two years they didn't draft Cam Akers because Daryl Henderson was a dependable workhorse. <laughs> I think Henderson's going to emerge. I really do. But if he doesn't, and you've got Sony Michelle on your bench, you may have just hit championship gold. I remember four or five years ago, really quick, going into the playoffs. Somebody out of frustration released Tom Brady in our fantasy league. Right. And I was thin at quarterback, so I picked him up and I stashed him as my third QB. He started every game of our playoff season for me and won me that Super Bowl. Oh, nice. (laughs) As much as I dislike Tom Brady as a general rule, (laughs) he won me that Super Bowl because somebody else panicked. I won a Super Bowl. Don't be that guy that panics. Watch your waiver wire. React to the panickers. Don't react to the panic itself. That's good. Somebody should put that on a pillow. (laughs) The other thing you should do is rate us wherever you listen to us. We are on Apple. We are on Player FM. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are on, uh, we weren't on Anchor. Uh, We are on Audible. I always say Anchor and I meant Audible. We are virtually anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Leave us a review. But if you really want to talk to us, reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We are the Football Fignuts on Facebook. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, to that point, Carmine, waving at you, man. We haven't heard from you in a couple weeks. Want to hear from you again. Hope you're doing well. And hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Because hi, Carmine. Craig was waiting. Craig was. was waiting. I was. He was. So... <laughs> All right, we're going to cut it there just because we're completely out of time. Talking about all this other stuff, which is important, has eaten up our time. We'll be back next week. Have a great and profitable week, too. Enjoy the football, everybody. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. <laughs>